Hey guys, it's Sean McCreary with Extend Ops. I'm here in Dallas, Texas with my good friend, Bobby Ooh. Brown. We're filming another episode of CX and Chill. Now, Bobby's been in the industry for a few decades. He's worked for some of the biggest brands in the space and sold some of the largest deals. So we're gonna talk to him today a little bit about his new project, Align. Guys, Align, um, you know, welcome everyone. Um, this is kind of my first introduction to the world of why I'm starting a line. And many of you don't even know that I started a line. It was something we were doing secretly in the lab for the last three or four months. And beautifully, Sean has granted me the opportunity to talk about a line on CX and Chill. And we're gonna get into it a little bit. Why a line? What's the point? What's the purpose? What's the challenge in the industry and so forth? So again, my first opportunity to talk to you guys about why I'm doing this company a line. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm super excited, Bobby. Like, I think for me, like when I started Extend Ops, right? For me, it was all, there has to be a better way, right? And I don't think there's a lot of individuals coming into, you know, this whole CX space that are doing it that different. So yeah. to me, in just our conversations, it's super refreshing to hear, you know, what you're doing with the line, right? And how yep. you're approaching it. So yep. anyways, super stoked for the conversation today. Yeah, absolutely, my friend. So let's dive into it. How about that? I like it. Welcome to CX and Chill, the real, raw, customer experience podcast from Exo Studios, the creative arm of Extend Ops. In today's episode, we have an exclusive for you. Our host, Sean McCready, engages in a fantastic conversation with contact center legend Bobby Brown. For the first time, Bobby opens up about his new venture, Align. Prepare to be illuminated by Bobby's accumulated wisdom from his 35-year career. His distinctive approach to BPO consulting winning RFTs and Align's mission to enhance business efficiency and streamline processes. Enjoy! Oh, you want me to hit it? Yeah, hit it. Let's hit it. I think we're good, right? <laughs> Showtime? Showtime. Hey guys, it's Sean McCrary with Extend Ops. Uh, we're here in Dallas, Texas with my good friend Bobby Brown. Um, Bobby has been in the industry you know, for a few decades, crushing it, working with some of the biggest brands, closing some of the biggest deals. Uh, we're here today to talk to him about his new project, Align, where he is the founder and managing partner. So, Bobby, super, super stoked to have you here today, and thank okay. you for uh, welcoming us into your house. Yeah, yeah, pretty cool to uh, be here at my home, but hey, you know, here's the deal. This is the first time the public has heard about Align, and I've been in a lab for the last two to three months, kind of figuring out what I want to be when I grow up. And a line came out of that. So this is a special announcement to the world that Bobby Brown has now started his own company called Align. Isn't that fantastic? It's crazy, man. Like <laughs> I remember like when I started Extend Ops, right? And it's just like you're in the lab for a while, right? You're thinking through it, you're thinking, it's like, hell, should I do this? this is right. a good idea. Should right. I like, you know, go from like, you know, having a very comfortable position in a large company to yep. throwing myself out there. And but also I think what's cool and you know, hearing about your story, right, is like you got to do it because there has to be a better way. And a Indeed. lot of times I think the only way to make that happen is for you to go out to go out on your own and do it. So in this industry, right? And, I, and I, this is why I'm stoked too, because I, I feel like we're sort of cut from the same cloth. Like we're both sales guys. Like Indeed. we came from that, right? Where you're more or less like your world is very clear. Like you hit your number or you don't. 
right? And Absolutely. Like, and like, so you have to perform, you have to deliver. So, Absolutely. I mean, I think it's kind of cool, you know, hearing your story and, you know, where you're at right now. But I mean, so, you know, prior to starting a line, right? Yeah. So you were, you were working for a lot of the big BPOs, right? Indeed. You were working for a lot of the, the big players in this industry and you Indeed. were, you were an executive in senior sales roles, right? Yep. Absolutely. I've, so through the years, I've, I've been in the BPO business for maybe 17, but been in contact center for 35. Got it. Okay. And so all of those different opportunities where I've worked with or I've managed many different clients throughout that entire journey, you get a chance to see the way that folks or way that organizations want to respond to their customers. And so you see many different things. I came, I spend a lot of time in healthcare. Yeah. So healthcare is a, is a dynamic all on its own, right? Because it's not a billing phone call, right? It is someone is calling because there's a challenge, right? And so you're always respond to that. And at the same time, you have government regulations you got to respond to and all these other types of things that you have to do. So when you're responding or you're creating proposals or you're creating a response to proposal based upon that, it gives you a different dynamic about the industry. It gives you a different dynamic about how customers engage across a continuum of service, right? And then switching over to other organizations where now I'm in, I'm doing business with clients that are in healthcare, or excuse me, I'm doing business with clients that are in retail, or doing business with clients that are in travel and hospitality. It's a different structure altogether, but each one of those kind of feed into a narrative that has allowed us to create a line. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I, I mean, it was, it was actually, it's pretty cool. Like, so, I mean, we were in the car yesterday and we were chatting about it. And, you know, for me, I'll, I'll, I'll make no secret <laughs> of it. Like, I don't love RFPs, like as a startup company, like, I think the challenge for me is I know I'm going against all the big dogs, right? I'm yeah. going against all the players in the industry that they have their own RFP teams, right? Yeah. They have infrastructure to easily, you know, respond to these and they sort of have a process in place. And, you know, for me, I always get nervous about RFPs too, because I'm like, you know, like an RFP is what sort of stifles innovation, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, like an RFP, you're going to pick the best, you know, safest partner. Not yeah. necessarily, like maybe not necessarily the best, but the safest one, right? Yeah. Yeah. To your point, you know, this is the, these are the types of decisions that get people fired. Right. So, but I liked your response a lot with what you told me because yep. you challenged me on that. You're like, yep. actually, like the thing is, like Sean, if you want to survive in this space, you have to get good at RFPs, and there's a way to do that. And I think yep. that's kind of what you guys are doing with the line right now, which is cool. Absolutely, because the the experience that you have with RFPs that many organizations have with RFPs, what you know, they may not respond to RFPs. It doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. At the end of the day, now. It is up to you or up to your sales organization to really understand when you truly have an opportunity in RFP or if a client's just looking for a pricing exercise, right? You need yeah. to understand the differences, right? Yeah. But once you really truly have an RFP sitting in front of you, it's an opportunity for, well, the company, it should be an opportunity for you to put your best foot forward. But you can't put your best foot forward. Your best foot forward isn't your lowest price. Your best foot forward, frankly, doesn't have much to do with price. Your best foot forward is you have all the information, you have all the data, you have all the intelligence that you need about that client to be able to say, hey, here's how we can solve your problems for you, right? And that's frankly one of the biggest things because it, it may not have to be, it doesn't even have to be an RFP. It could just be an organization who's just looking to um, outsource their business and they single source it and they come to you and say, hey, I'm, I have this problem I'm trying to solve. That's the whole point around it, right? Where we can create this environment as a partner, as a line being your partner, we can help a company create this environment around what is it that you're trying to accomplish? 
all of the different data pieces that you need to be able to handle that RFP or that proposal or that response in a way that says, I'm putting my best foot forward. I can help you solve this challenge via digital. I can help you solve this challenge via IVR and all the other different components. The operational metrics that you and I both know that runs our business, mm -hmm. that those are table stakes, right? And so everyone gets excited that, hey, you have a green scorecard. That was your job. That's what they hired you for is to give you a yeah. green scorecard. So now what else is valuable? What else are you bringing to the table that's valuable? Are your calls driving intelligence for me to create better, create better products? Are your calls driving intelligence for me to be able to resolve or be able to handle my customers in a different way? Those are the things that are differentiating, not green scorecards. Yeah. Anyone in the industry who knows me, and some of you are out there right now, um, you know I have a really high weight rate of winning RFPs. Why? Because I feed, no matter what RFP comes my way, I'm going to feed into that RFP in a way that helps you drive better member engagement, or I'm going to tell a different story. But but I mean, aligns much more than just RFPs, right? Indeed. I mean, can you can you sort of walk me through what you what you're thinking about, or sort of what your vision is there? Yeah, it's so it it's a firm really focused on helping clients reimagine what does it mean to engage your clients and engage an outsourcer. Okay, that means many different things, right? Our strategy starts with a no cost to our clients. We don't charge our client for this. We're going to walk in your door and we want to understand what's going on. And when you say client, are you talking Meaning that just out, on the it, brand side, right? Exactly, on the brand side. So a captive organization. Um, we're going to walk in your door and we're going to understand what are all the challenges. You may have an RFP, you may have a strategy built around your RFP already. Great. Let's let's understand that, right? Mm -hmm. But then we want to dive a little deeper. Why? Right? What are your top call reasons? Right? Where are all your customers engaging? What channels are they engaging in? That what's your training program? Right? Because that's a critical component of you, which what we call lifting and shifting your business to another another organization. Your training. So we want to evaluate all that in a what we call a whiteboard session. That allows us. That gives us all the data that we need to then take and give to you as a potential B, as a BPO partner that you can then put your best foot forward. So it starts from that perspective. So there's a consulting aspect. Many clients will say, hey, I want to I, I want to take this further. Before I even outsource or go out to a proposal for anything, help me figure out um, my back office and my front office strategy, um, data, um, orchestration strategies, training, redesign. We can do all of those different capabilities from a consulting perspective. The other is technology, right? We have key partners in our network that we'll bring to bear when there's an opportunity to be able to do so, right? If you are looking for managed IT, great, we have a partner there. If you're looking for data analytics, we have a partner there, right? You're looking for um, agent platforms, intelligent platform, agent intelligent agent platforms. We have clients in that particular realm as well. So. We're looking at broad scope in terms of how can we impact customer interaction in its real sense, yeah. right? Where we are really driving an outcome for a client. It is in our best interest to have great partners in our network. I don't care. It's not about small BPOs, large BPOs, medium-sized BPOs. Hey, do business with this BPO or don't do business with this BPO. That, that has zero relevance. It also, it has zero relevance to have hundreds of BPOs in our network. That has zero relevance. Yeah. If we're going back to the client's problem 
and being able to match that problem with a BPO or a series of BPO that can solve that problem, all of the small, big, medium, hundreds, that doesn't really matter. And that's frankly what our strategy is focused on. And, and I think what's cool too, right? I think, you know, when a lot of people sort of start their own shop, right? What you're doing here mm-hmm. with wine, right? Like, like I think the, the framework of it's really cool, right? You're, mm-hmm. you're the managing partner, right? You're not mm-hmm. like the CEO, right? Like you're the managing partner and you have multiple other partners that are engaged in this with you, right? right. Like, can you, can you talk me through that? Cause I thought that was a really cool, unique aspect of, I think what yeah. you're what you're doing here to bring value to your customers. My, my management philosophy has never been top down, has never been a pyramid. I see business in a line, right? I have a certain responsibility, you have a certain responsibility, and we come together and we do business together, right? I don't see it as this. Yeah. So I did not want to build a business off of CEO, CFO, blah blah blah. That wasn't irrelevant to me. What was I, the partners that I have in the, in a line, these are very seasoned folks just like myself. Yep. So we're partners. Yep. Because I started, I'm the managing partner and founder. Okay, great. That's one thing. I'm on this side of the line. But on this other side of the line, it's, we're all the same thing. They're just partners of ours. Yep. And we bring together um, industry vets, just like me. I've been in this business for 35 years. So I, I think I have a right to have an opinion <laughs> because I took a phone call. I have a right to have an opinion and taking phone calls in 1989 up to where I'm at today. Yeah. I have an opinion. And in my partners, we all have opinion opinions about how we can improve the overall experience for our customers that we serve. Right. And they span consulting data analytics. They span training they span operations, vendor management. I have partners across each one of those networks that we can then be able to provide services to our clients. But we see it as a line. We don't see it as a pyramid, shall you say? Super cool. That makes a ton of sense. So I mean, so if I'm a customer, I'm engaging with you, right? And, and I'm starting, you know, I'm talking to you, Bobby, and you know, we're, you know, whether it's, you know, we're looking at an RFP to we have some other operational challenge that mm-hmm. we need, some sort of outsource solution. You're sitting down with them, you're putting a strategy in place, and then you're bringing in your other partners to more or less help map that out. Is that is that correct? That is correct. That's correct. We're stepping in. When you come and you say, I have a, a challenge, you're whatever company, you're, yeah. you're Sean Incorporated. Sounds like a great company. It sounds like a great company. <laughs> <laughs> and so you, we come into Sean Incorporated, me and my team of two or three members, we come into your organization and we understand all the challenges that we talked about. Where do you have, you know, what's your interaction strategy? What's, why do you want to outsource? Why do you think you want to outsource? What's your top five call reasons? We come in and we figure all of that out for you. And we map out that strategy for a specific company in our partnership in terms of our partner network. So that's a line. A line is going to walk in your door and do those things. Second to that, once we've developed that strategy, I have a network of a few BPO partners, more than a few but I have BPO partners and I am, I am working with partners that have never done business with a quote unquote broker. Sure. Right. Why? Because we're offering them something different. Yeah. Right. We're not, we're not looking to be an extension of Sean Incorporated's procurement group, Sure. which is taking your RFP and just putting it with a bunch of, a bunch of BPOs. That's not our, we're not, we're not interested in that. Right. If that's what you want us to do, okay, so be it. But that's not what our desire is. And so behind us, we have what I would consider to be somewhat of an exclusive BPO partner network 
of partners that we believe that can solve any of our clients' challenges. Whether it's geographical, you need geographical presence in Europe, you need geographical presence in the Philippines, India, United States, whatever, we have partners in that network. If you need smaller partners that are specifically regionally based, if I have a partner that's looking for business in Latin America, um, you know, Mexico, I'm coming to extend options and say, hey, Sean, here's an opportunity. So we're matching our BPO partners to the challenges of my client. And then we taking it from there. So you're that matchmaker, right? I I am I am a key matchmaker. So so for the BP, I mean, so for all my BPO friends out there, because I have a lot of them, right? And Indeed. I mean, it's it's competition, but it's friendly competition. Sure. But sure. I mean, how you can't you can't? There's there's a lot of players out there, right? There's obviously like the big dogs out there that control a lot of the market, but then you have a lot of mid-sized, smaller players. Yeah. So there's a lot of companies that you consider when you're building that network. I mean. Yep. How are you doing that? Like, how are you prioritizing? Like, what is sort of the optimal BPO network, like size-wise? You know, it, there isn't. It's not numbers-based okay. in terms of how many BPOs you. At some point in time, you have to be able to leverage your experience in this small, incestuous community. Everybody sure. knows everybody, right? Yeah, yeah. Because we've been competing against each other for a long period of time, right? Mm-hmm. So you get a sense for those BPOs that you know that are fantastic performers. Extend Ops, you, you guys are fantastic. You're known as being a fantastic performer as it relates to the customers that you serve today, sure. right? That's a baseline, right? And you know that and that you understand that right? that has to be a case. And so you understand that and you know that. So now you move to the next component, which is the digital components, the data components. Do you have those capabilities in your organization, and most importantly, are you willing to extend those capabilities to help your client solve a problem? Not in a way that says, oh yeah, I have green scorecards, I perform really well, and yeah, I have data analytics capabilities, but it's gonna cost you an extra 25 bucks a seat. I'm not talking about that way. I'm talking about total cost of ownership strategies that you and I are willing, you I and our client are willing to sit down and create different models right? We all put some things at risk, right? At the end of the day, and we are able to develop a strategy and develop a TCO model that drives an outcome for that specific client that gives the things that I talked about, which is, are you improving customer experience in a way that's driving effort now? Are you improving customer experience in a way that's providing feedback to that client to create better products? Are you doing all these things? I'm talking about real outcomes, not hey, you reduce handle time from this minute to these amount of seconds to this amount of seconds, and now I'm a differentiated player. No, that's actually what your job is, right? Let's get to the real brass tacks of why customers engage a company in the first place, because that's what we're here for. We lose sight of the fact that we're here because someone engaged a company, and it is our job to help them, not for us to be the CX evangelist. At the end of the day, it's about that customer. And are we creating solutions that help that end user? If we can do that, we're changing the game. And we all can do it together. Right now, we're not doing it together. Definitely not doing it together right now. So I'm a BPO partner, right? I want to be part of this network that you're building. How to like, are you doing your diligence and you're reaching out to BPOs based on, you know, sort of your industry expertise and, you know, your partner's expertise and 
sort of curating that to an extent or you know our companies you know like myself able to reach out and go hey bobby like i want to be part of this like this sounds awesome like yeah. love how you're approaching it like i want in like how does that how are you doing that how are you, I, you know what I, over the last 30 to 45 days i've been reaching out to many of those organizations i've reached out to extend ops and, we're open, we make and, and, and you're and you're in it, it's all good <laughs> right and that's beautiful right yeah. and many of my many of the bpos that are out there I, they're friends of mine yeah. and i've been reaching out saying hey guys some of them like i said don't do business with brokers yeah i hate to use that word brokers that's yeah, why ours say, is, I, i'm like i don't know if that's like based on yeah. what you've described here i don't know if that's not really right we so. are we are that that particular capability is called partner alignment yeah. away from brokers it's called partner alignment and so yes we've been reaching out to them for the last 30 to 45 days those who we would love to be in our network and some like hey you know we got our own sales team and that's beautiful i'll see you on the battlefield yeah. we'll we'll i'll see you on the battlefield right yeah. and that's a beautiful thing but some of them are like hey man what you're trying to do is just different yeah. so hey how about we'd love to be in your in your network also hey we'd love to have you come in come into our operation and help us develop our RFP strategy or, or recreate your RFP strategy. Totally. Great. Let's do it. Those are the kind of things I'm talking about in terms of partnerships, real partnerships where we're helping each other be successful. Because why would I have a, a, a bunch of BPOs in my network that I think are okay, Yeah. right? And they turn out not to be. And then now my reputation yeah. is all screwed up. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't need that. I don't want that. I yeah. want those that I know that can perform through that partnership, right? And that's what the key is. So yes, by all means, those who are my friends that are know that are out there in the, in the market today that are looking for someone that can really change the way you respond to RFPs and bring you deals that are real, um, that allows you to put your best foot forward, um, that allows you to be a differentiated partner to your clients where you become stickier, I'm your guy. I'm not, I'm not trying to create more competition for myself here, but, you know, I think it's always nice to have a, a fair, you know, battlefield, if you will. And Indeed. so it sounds like, I mean, initially here, what you're doing is, I mean, you're sort of manually curating this yourself, right? Based on, you know, companies that, you know, have good reputations of performance, right? right? And, and sort of that's how you're prioritizing this, this network of BPOs right now. Absolutely. That said, you know, I think there's opportunities for new players, uh, to get in, right? And it's, I mean, I, I think what I love about you too, Bobby, is you're accessible, right? You'll talk, you'll talk to, you know, different companies. You don't care really who they are. You're going to give them a fair shake. You're going to give them an opportunity because at the end of the day, it's all about just finding the right solution, right? That's the right. Best partner, so. Right. And they're, and they're willing to give me a fair shake. Yeah. They're willing to trust me. I am a trusted advisor to a number of different people as they are to me. Right. And that's, that's what drives this. And that's what drives this industry or should that's what should drive this industry. Even though you're, I have other friends that are brokers. Yeah. No disrespect to them whatsoever, man. Some of them are are my friends. I've known them forever. Yeah. Man, good luck to you. Just think about the way I'm doing it. Yeah. And maybe you change what you're doing a little bit, and we all can be very successful. Yeah. And that's the key. They say a rising tide rises all boats. Right? Absolutely. So, Absolutely. So so let's talk. I mean, one thing that I love about you, and I think one thing that you and I definitely vibe on is being different, right? Being Believe creative it. and. I mean, hell, I think this is probably the coolest set we've had of CX and Chill yeah, to date. Yeah. And we are in freaking Bobby's house right now. This is Bobby's house. Like, I wish my house looked like this. One day, <laughs> one day, you know? Knock on wood, wherever it is. But, <laughs> right. but um, like, talk to me about the creativity aspect of it all. 
Because I think yep. this is what I think we were really vibing on this last night when you actually were doing, you know, you did a set for us last night, yep. which was really yep. cool. But I mean, I, I think what I've seen in this industry, right, is a lack of creativity. Yep. Uh, kind of, I don't want to say a lack of thought leadership, but I think, I think a, a need for, I think, a new generation of thought leadership. Right? Yeah, uh, absolutely. And, and I'd love to hear a little bit how you're thinking about bringing that in, which you're already sort of naturally doing into a line. I'm sitting here with you right now. Yeah. That's it. You know, I've, I've been noticing you guys for quite some time, the whole CX and chill thing. And because I came up in my career, I've been a promoter since I was 15 years old, promoting hip hop shows in the late, in the early 80s, in a DJ in the early 80s, up till being a DJ today at 55 years old and producing hundreds of shows. And so the whole marketing aspect of a, of a mission or an effort yeah. is everything. And that's it's brilliant what you guys are doing from a content perspective and how you guys are creating content and all the creative different things that you guys are doing is just beautiful. And it is different for our industry. Our industry is very mechanized, yeah. right? And we need to move away from mechanized to more fluid, right? And more engaging and more fun. That's what this logo is. Yeah. When we were creating this logo with, with my buddy, um, Alpha, uh, well, my buddy is Jonas Temple, but his company is Alpha. It was about a fluid design, uh, um, fun, and all of those types of things. So all of that energy is what we wanted to do when we built a line because it feeds into who I am as a person, who I've been since I was 15. It just so happens I've met another individual in yourself who thinks the same exact thing. The, the beauty in the use of content to drive outcomes, yeah. right? And that's all this is about. I, I'm a DJ, yes, I'm a, I'm, and I'm a damn good DJ actually. Um, and and love, to have a, yeah. love to have a good time, love to bang it on Fridays. Me and my wife are in here having a cocktail and I'm DJing and she's, we're a one person party. Yeah. And we're sitting here having a great time. But that creativity is who we are. Yeah. Right. We don't know how to be stale. You and I, we don't know how to be stale. And that's is it to, to us. I think that's refreshing for our industry. And people want to be associated with the cool guys so to a certain extent. As long as you can drive an outcome and as long as you can deliver a result, because we're also salespeople. Guys, if you don't deliver, nothing else matters. Sales is black and white. Yeah. There is no gray. You yeah. hit your number or you didn't. If you're 99.5% of plan, you, you didn't hit plan, yeah. right? We are those kinds of individuals and it takes creativity, especially in our industry when you have cool things like AI and data analytics and all of these different tools that we now have that I didn't have when I was a supervisor back in 91 yeah. in a contact center. We have all these cool things that we're not using on the way we should be, yeah. right? It takes creativity to figure it out. And that's what you and I are here for. And it just agitating people too on it, right? Making it easier to understand. You hear all these buzzwords, you hear all this new tech hitting, but like, what does that mean? How is that being implemented? What does that look like? And uh, I don't know, it comes back to actually what you said, right? Around the storytelling, right? I mean, I think the creativity of it all, right? And in, in the content creation process allows you to tell a more compelling story. That allows you to package the right messaging the way that you need to to actually get the right audience to actually consume it, right? right. So, I mean, I, I think I, I love all this stuff. Watching your set, the set last night was really cool. So, like, I have to ask, like, so, like, 
so you start off hip hop, you said, right? Like when you're a promoter, when you're like 16 years old, 15, 15, excuse me. Like, but, but now are you, so you still in hip hop or where are you at right now? Now our hip hop is gone a little, a little left. Yeah. For me. Okay. Uh, for my taste. But yeah, I'm 55. <laughs> yeah. And hip hop started. So I'm, you know, naturally I'm, you're, you're going to, you're going to change, right? Yeah. I'm more of a uh, house music, dance music. You know, whether I'm playing Latin house, I'm playing Visa level house, or I'm playing trance, or I'm playing deep Chicago, Detroit style house, I play all of it. Really? And that's, that's this kind of the genre that, that I'm in. My whole family is, is in, are either DJs or promoters. My brother-in-law is one of the biggest DJs in the world, right? My cousin is a massive DJ, played out of Atlanta for many years. So, we're either DJs or promoters in almost our entire family. So this is this is who we are. That's crazy. Yeah. That's nuts. Like, so I guess I, I have to ask too, like, like how did you like you went from hip hop to like house? Like, what 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 like kind of inspired that transition? You know, um, so original house really started in the early 80s. Okay. And house um really started as a um kind of a um, a, a transfer or, or, or combination of disco and gospel. Okay. And, and that's what you get this, this house music thing from. And then, you know, it, it went, you know, Detroit, Detroit started playing more of the techno and that kind of went to Europe and, it, you know, it got bit. Right. And so it was, it was always there for me. Right. Even when I was playing hip hop, I always loved house. House was a thing in their mid eighties. At all the colleges around the country, everybody was playing house music in the 80s. And then it kind of went by the wayside. And now it's making a big comeback. So I've always kind of been in this kind of hip-hop house, dance hall, reggae. Uh, you know, I come from New York. So that's always been in our blood. And so it was just a, it wasn't really a transition as it was already in. Because that's those are the things I've always heard for since I was a young kid. And it's super cool. Like, I don't know. It's like, it's crazy. Like when we first started talking, right? Like I'm like, I'm like, who is this guy? Like, you know, on your LinkedIn, right? You know, LinkedIn, super well built out, all these, you know, executive roles at all these big companies, super impressive. And then it's off to you, right? And, you know, we, we got into the, you know, what you're doing on the DJ front and stuff like that. And it's, I guess it's cool sort of like, I think in terms of even just like your vision with the line too, and sort of, I mean, obviously you're, you're, you're sort of building off of all the expertise you have within the industry, knowing what works and what doesn't, but also infusing sort of this creative aspect of who you are into it, right? Into that story time, right? And really, I think, I think kind of getting that out of your clients, right? When you talk to your clients, understanding sort of what they're trying to solve, right? And putting that story together and then matching sort of the right partners in that. So with the customers that you're, you know, you're working with, you're going to, you're going to stay engaged throughout. Like, I mean, so. You're kind of checking in with them, not only with the BPOs, but you're checking in with the customer. You're finding right. out what's going on, what's happening, how happy they are. So that this is, I mean, this isn't sort of a one-off. Like, hey, I'm going right. to help you with this RFP or I'm going to help you with this project. Like, right. this is an ongoing engagement. Relationships don't change. Yeah, sure. You don't drop relationships just because I've, I've extended that relationship to another partner. When I talk about relationships or that you're a trusted advisor with certain clients, that does that doesn't change. Yeah, that's you know it's like hey I'm I'm I introduce my my best friend to this to this, to this girl, <laughs> and 
and I'm out. And I don't ever Peace. talk to him anymore. <laughs> Peace. No, you, that's always going to be my homie. That's always going to be my my dear friend, my girlfriend or whatever. Right. Yeah. You're always going to stay engaged there because, frankly, that's how we help each other. Yeah. Right. I can always do something for you. You can always do something for me. And it's not about how we monetize those relationships all the time, right? Yeah. It's all about what's valuable for the relationship, what's valuable for the industries that we love. And we continue to engage in that manner. Totally. I love it. No, this is great, Bobby. Thank you, brother. I, I, I'm, I'm, again, super grateful you invited me to your house. Hell, you even you even gave me a bedroom last night. <laughs> That's I right. That's here right. And got, I, you know, I was so comfortable. I missed my meeting this morning. It was great. That's so, right. That's no, right. No, but honestly, like, every, I, I think what's cool is, like, I think a lot of people, you know, they say a lot of things, right? And they make mm-hmm. a lot of promises. And I think what I've learned about you in this short period of time is mm-hmm. you fucking deliver. Like, right. and I mean, and like you and your wife are, have been, you know, great hosts to me and the team. So I really yeah. want to thank you again for that. Also, I have to say, come like sort of a plug for, you know, some of the extend off stuff, but come October 25th, 26th, we'll be doing an EXO live event in Mexico. It was originally Puerto Vallarta. Fairly sure we're going to be changing that to Tulum. But what I'm really excited about is our guy here, Bobby Brown will be our DJ for the event. So super excited for you to be there, Bobby, doing that and showing everyone how truly talented you are with this. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate the opportunity and uh, I look forward to a long, long, long partnership, my friend. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. And uh, look forward to doing more of these with you. Indeed, we will for sure. Cool. Thank you, brother. Awesome. And that's our show. CX and Chill is a production of Exif Studios, the creative marketing arm of ExtendOps. With today's host, Sean McCreary. Executive producer, Sean McCreary. Producers, David Spear, Clarissa Coronado, and Memo Devalos. Editors and videographers, Santiago Aguirre, Alfonso Ramirez. Graphic support from Jordan Madrid, and social media guru, Claudia Corona.